Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. Today we end this series called, Tis the Season to Cheer, to Cheer. Over these last few weeks, we talked about Tis the Season to Forgive. I hope that you've forgiven that one or that Fred that we talked about, maybe that was at your, your, your gatherings this week, that you forgave that one, that individual that maybe offended you, hurt you in any way, shape, or form, that you chose to forgive that person, that you got yourself out of bondage, that you let yourself out of the cage, that you can start living again because you chose to forgive that individual. Then we talked about the second week, we talked about choosing to laugh. Laughter is like good medicine. It's good to laugh. It doesn't mean because you laugh that you're immature because you're laugh. It means that maybe there's an expression, an inward experience that you have an outward expression of the joy that's going on in your life. And that's why you laugh. My granddaughter, uh, Peyton, she has a loud laugh. She's a, she, man, she laughs. But when she laughs, she doesn't just laugh. She laughs from her gut. I mean, Bill, it comes from way deep within. And when it comes out, man, it's like Peter Hurricane Hippo Holler. Whoa! You know what I mean? And, and everybody thinks like, Peyton's. But that's just her expression. And so my, my, my daughter and her, and her son-in-law, they just let her laugh because we don't want to taper down the joy or the expression of her laugh. Laughter doesn't mean that you're immature, but laughter means that maybe you got a good feeling about things in your life. Enjoying life. Laughter is like good medicine. The question is, have you taken your medicine lately? And then we talked about, last week we talked about, uh, what did we talk about last week? Receiving. <laughs> they were receiving. How many were a quarterback this year, this, this, this last week? You were a quarterback. You gave out gifts, right? You gave out gifts. Jeff and Rhonda, I saw your pictures on Facebook. You had a crew at your house, man. I'll tell you, you had a crew. I talked to Rose back in the back. Rose had 40 people at her house for Christmas. She said, man, we are packed in there, but we had 40 at our Christmas. How many have more than 40 at your house? She had 40 at her house. But in other words, you what you were, you were a quarterback that you gave out. You passed the gift on to someone else. But also... If you remember, we talked about not only are you a quarterback, but you were a receiver. How many got your gift that you wanted under, from under the tree? Come on. Don't be modest. Come on. You got the, thrift, the, the, the gift. In other words, you were the receiver. So you were the quarterback that you gave, and you were able to receive. And so, man, praise God that you were able to receive, and hopefully it was that gift that you wanted. Cheryl and I, we didn't buy gifts for each other this year. We didn't spend it with our kids this year. But you know what God gave me? Here's my gift. And this may seem foolish to you, but it was, it was a gift to me, really. It was a gift to me because we stayed home all by ourselves, and we were all alone. Our kids were all in separate places. Guess what God's gift was, Greg, to me? You know what it was? Don't stone me. But it was the Packer game, and they won. Hallelujah! That was my gift. And, you know, then after I got done watching the Packer game, the Golden State Warriors were on, and guess what? They won. God really showed me favor. But you know what? It was fun to receive. But today, I want to talk to you about cheer. I want to talk to you about cheer. If you have your notes, you can see it on the screen. Now, this came right out of Webster Dictionary about what cheer means. And so the grammar may seem imperfect, but I want you to see this. Here's what cheer means. Cheer means shout for joy. In other words, when something good happens to you, what do you do? 
you shout for joy because it's an expression of excitement or something good that happened. When the Packers scored a touchdown, man, I was cheering. But when it got in the fourth quarter, my knuckles were gone. How many can relate to what I'm talking about? Amen. I thought, Dan, we're going to lose that game. I was going to, man, what's going on? But when they scored the touchdown and Aaron Rodgers broke Brett Favre's record, the place went crazy. And they began to cheer. We had a gentleman in the first service that went to that game, and he said, man, it was awesome. They showed on the jumbotron that we didn't see on TV, but in between intermission, they were showing on the jumbotron all the Brett, uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, 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 touchdowns, and it started out with Greg Jennings. And so it kind of showed the history of Aaron Rodgers. And the guy that said that he went to the game, he said, man, it was so cool that every time they saw Aaron Rodgers throw a touchdown on the jumbotron, the crowd went crazy. They began to cheer. You see, cheering is not a bad thing. But watch what cheering does. Shout for joy or in praise of encouragement, of encouragement that I'm going to cheer or to encourage you. You see, cheering means that I'm going to encourage you on in this life. You know what, man, I don't know about you, but whenever you feel down and you have people that come into your life, they put their arm around you and say, hey, man, it's okay. You're going to make it. You're going to get through this. Guess what it does? It's a pick-me-up. It's a word of encouragement, edification. It builds you up, and it encourages you to continue to go on. What we need in a church world and in our world today is that we need to encourage and cheer one another on instead of putting one another down. We need to cheer each other on. We need to champion one another. Say, great job. Way to go. You did it. You made it. You survived. You see, when you do that, it encourages that person to continue on in life who may be down in the valley feeling left out, feeling discouraged or defeated. But learning to cheer one another on or champion one another, man, helps them to make it through life. Amen. I like that cheerleader in the back. Amen. I should put you up here in a skirt. <laughs> Give them some pom-poms. Amen. I like that. But look what else it says. Encouragement and gets comfort and support. I don't know about you, but I, I, I can tell you right now, I, I, I know Michael and Kari, you guys got, matter of fact, they got a gift of a cat, big white cat. Man, that thing is a big cat. I mean, that's a frosty, the snowman cat. And, man, that's a big, I'm talking, that thing is like a leopard. It's big. That thing has to go on a diet or something. I don't know. But anyways, I, I'm a paranoid flood of cats. Right? So if, you, if you're a cat lover, forgive me. But you know why? No kidding. My, 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 my parents had a cat. My mom, we had a cat when we were growing up. And this cat really got attached to me. This is a true story. Got really attached to me. And so I would sleep with two things. Number one, I would sleep with my basketball always right by my head. All the time, my basketball would be basically sometimes my pillow. But this particular night, the cat, which I loved at that time, man, wanted to lay by my head. And in the middle of the night, guess what that cat did? It had two kittens right on my head. <laughs> no kidding, true story. Two kittens. And so after that, it kind of freaked me out. But here's what happened with those kittens. They were the most unique kittens you ever saw in your life. I'm not exactly, I'm, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this story by any stretch of the imagination. Number one, we named the first cat Six Toes because the cat actually had six toes. 
It had all these little six toes. So here you see this cat. It looked kind of weird. It had six toes instead of the five. Well, that was cool. But then it had another kitten. It only had two. Then it had another kitten, and we called it Skunk. Because I'm not, Bill, I'm not exaggerating, but I ain't stretching imagination. This cat was black with an absolute white streak right down the middle of its back, all the way down its tail, and it looked exactly like a skunk. And because of that, it freaked me out. And so I've been always a paranoid Floyd of cats, but you know what? Like you cheer things on and you just enjoy what you have, right? And so I encourage you, Kari, man, continue to raise that cat, and I cheer you on from a distance. But I love you. But cheer means to encourage or to support. I want to show you, recap some things that are exciting, and I need you to participate, okay? So when I read these off, I need you to cheer. I need you to get involved and to engage with me. Now watch this. These are, in 2021, some of the things that people got excited about. Number one, how many of you like cheese? Amen? Uh, hey, if you don't like cheese, you're in the wrong state, man. I'm, and I'm not talking about who cut the cheese. I'm talking about how many of you like cheese, right? You like cheese, right? Go down to the dairy down here, get that cheese, bad boy. That string cheese, that smoke stuff, that bad boy is good. But let me give you some excitement about that, what they discovered in 2021. Scientists revealed that cheese isn't bad for you. That's pretty weak, man. Now watch this. You're going to really like this. There is almost no evidence that cheese causes weight gain. All right, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. All right. Check this one out. Check this one out. Dutch bee hotels help the bee population to remain stable. You guys are weak. Watch this, though. Watch this. More than 11,000 people counted bees as part of the Netherlands National Bee Census. Watch this. Hey! In 2021, now watch this. And what they discovered was encouraging. And here's what they discovered in 2021. They discovered this. The bee population, now you ready for this? The bee population was not affected by COVID. Check this out. Check this out. But it remained steady over the past few years. Something to cheer about. I never knew they had such a thing, a census of counting bees. Here's another one. Have, you, have we got any plant lovers here? You got any plant lovers here? Check this one out. Check this one out. Look at this. A thought, a thought to be extinct orchid was found on the London rooftop. Check this out. The biggest ever game of hide-and-seek ended in June when the rare species of an orchid was found. Check this out. Where was it found? They thought this species of orchid was extinct. It was growing on the top of an investment bank in London. Despite scientists believing that the plant was extinct, they found this orchid on the bank. Come on, something to cheer about. Amen? Get ready. I'm setting you up. Get ready. Now, remember, maybe you remember this story, something to cheer about. Now, remember, if you're a history buff, the Ever Given, how many remember the Ever Given container ship? 
You remember that? Just happened just recently. The Ever Given container ship was freed from the Suez Canal. Boy, you're getting it. Boy, you're getting it. Now watch this. The Ever Given One was the largest container ship got stuck in the Suez Canal for six days. How many of you know we knew that? Just go to Menards and try to buy wood, right? Man, we were so glad it was free. But then it took a billion dollars to get that thing out of Brazil to get the, get the transport here. You know that rest of the story. But look at this. We cheered and celebrated in late March when the vessel was finally freed. Hallelujah, 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 right? But here, check this one out. I thought I picked this one out when I was reading this history stuff. My, my son's an Uber driver. Even though he's in Arizona, he's a doctor, but he does part-time money at, at, in Arizona because Arizona is, a, if you ever want a good job, Bill, and Sue, this is what we're going to do when we travel together, okay? When we travel together, right? Guess what we're going to do? We're, we're going to go to Arizona, and we're going to become an Uber driver. All right, Andy, so we're going to become an Uber driver. Here's what's going to happen. My son is an Uber driver, and because, man, everybody migrates to Arizona during the, the winter times and stuff, he is so busy. So he goes out at three, four hours a day after he gets out of his doctor job just to make some fun money. You know what he makes sometimes? Over 60-some dollars an hour. Uber driving. Let's go Uber drive. But look at what happened. This really stood out to me because we built a church in UK, in, in Kiev. We built a church in Kiev, our church in, in, in Discover Church in Burnsville. But look at what happened. So check this out. The Uber drivers were granted workers' rights in the UK in 2021. Man, hey, I'll tell you one thing. We were in, UK, in Kiev. And, and police officers there, they don't have the, the, the squad lights that we have here. What they have, they kind of look like Star Wars, right? Just like that long wand, like that, and it lights up. And you know what they do? They don't pull you over with the lights. They pull you over with the wand, and they point you at with your car, and they'll point at your car, and it's like, and they pull you over. And then when they pull you over, guess what they want? They want money. They're so corrupt there that how they make their money is by getting your money. And so what we had to do is because we were building this church there, we had to call the pastor of this church and, hey, come and bail us out. Because we're not going to give them any money, and they were going to hold us there and throw us in jail. The true story, throw us in jail because we weren't going to give them any money. And so finally we got the pastor, and the pastor came, and they were speaking Kiev or Russian or whatever they do there. I don't even know what it was. It sounded like mumble-jumble or speaking in tongues. But uh, anyways, we finally got freed. But here's, check this out. Check this out. This means the Uber drivers as workers and not self-employed open the doors for minimum wage and holiday pay. Man, this was a huge victory for the Uber drivers in the U.K., something to cheer about. But if you see your notes, I want you to show this. I'm setting you up to learn to cheer. I share with you different stories because these are great events, believe it or not, that took place in our society or in our world that people really cheered about and got excited about. And sometimes it's the little things that lead to the big things. And so many times it's the little things that God gives you in your life to see if you're going to rejoice to lead you to the bigger things. The Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. 
And sometimes what we need to do is learn to rejoice and cheer on or champion those things that happen in our lives or other people's lives. Because if you can't be faithful with the little things, don't expect big things to happen in your life. You always got to learn to champion on or cheer on those things in my life or in other people's lives. I got to learn to champion those things in my life. And so these things that may seem immaterial to us were big events in UK and other places because of the fact, man, something happened or changed the situation. And what happens in our lives, we need to learn to cheer. Cheer means to shout or get excited about something good that has happened. And in Psalm 66, I love this chapter. And if you know anything about David from Psalms 1 to Psalms 150, David had a lot of ups and downs. Highs and lows, goods and bads in his life. He had a lot of good things happen, a lot of bad things happen, just like us in life. How many of you have ever said this, life isn't fair sometimes? I always say when you're dealt a bad hand, discard the bad ones. Get rid of the bad cards. If you've got lemons, make lemonade out of it. You've got to choose what you desire to do in your life. And David, here in Psalm 66, isn't that about right, almost the middle of the book, David takes a praise break. He takes a praise break right in the middle of Psalms. And he's at a high in his life, and he chooses to rejoice. And here he starts out, man, highs and lows. And, man, God, where are you? Have you forsaken me? God, have you given up on me? Have you ever said that before? God, why do you answer their prayers and not mine? And, God, why is this happening to me and not to them? And we go back and forth. We're like a teeter-totter in life. And David had those same experiences. He was human just like you and I. But now Psalm 66, look what he said. Shout for joy to God. In other words, shout. Make an expression, a cheer. Shout for joy to God. All the earth. He's talking about us. And David, what he was doing, he was recounting all the good things that God has done in his life. I'm shouting for God, even though I walk through the valley in Psalms 23, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David walked through the valleys in his own life. But the secret about David sometimes is that David, when he was in the valley, he never stopped walking while he was in the valley. He kept going. And because he kept going, he finally scaled the mountain in the valley. You see, in life, we're going to have the highs and the lows, but we need to learn to cheer and to celebrate and champion those good things that have happened in our lives. So David said, shout to God, all the earth. Now, verse 2, watch this. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. How many of you know that when you're happy, you sing a happy song? But when you're sad, you sing the blues, Right? You sing the blues. I, my father-in-law, my brother's, my brother's father-in-law lives with my brother. I shared the story in the first service. He lives with my brother, Lazelle. He lives with them. And, and so anyways, they brought a house in Kenosha, outside of Kenosha, and it's on a farm, 36 acres. Beautiful place. It used to be a horse ranch. It's just beautiful. Well, I went there about a, two weeks ago. I was just there. And when I went to the house, I was like, man, every window, I'm not kidding you, every window on the first floor that I could see, every window had a pole there, and guess what was on it? A bird feeder. So, man, I go to the bathroom. I got a feeling somebody's watching me. Those birds, man, they were right in the window. 
I felt like Elper Hitchcock in the birds. I'd go into the living room. True story. I'd go into the living room. There's another bird feeder. Birds. I'd go into the dining room. There's another bird feeder. Birds. Everywhere you. I, I kid you not. And I said to my brother-in-law, my, my brother's brother, uh, father-in-law, I said, hey, uh, I said, why do you have all these bird feeders in the windows? He says, because I get relaxed from them. And I said, what do you mean? He says, because when the bird comes, they know, number one, they can come to safety. Number two, they can find food. But he said, I love this. He said, I love to listen to them sing. You see, because they're taken care of and they feel safe, they have something to sing about. And I thought to myself, how true that is. We have something to sing about or cheer about or champion about or get excited about in our lives because you have safety, a roof over your head. You have food on your table. You may not have $100 in your pocket. Maybe you got 10 in your pocket. But you still got something to cheer about. Amen? Then he goes on to say, watch this, verse 3. He said, say to oh God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. So in other words, what is David doing? He's reflecting or going back or even to the present. God, how awesome are your deeds. When's the last time you did an inventory? An inventory of the good things that God has done in your life? I bet you that you have an inventory of the bad things that happened in your life. I bet you you know every little detail. You got your T's crossed and your I's dotted about every bad thing that's happened in your life. But what about the good things that happened in your life? And what David is doing, he's reminiscing. He's taking a praise break and he's counting his blessings, naming them one by one. And he's taking that opportunity to God. When I reflect on the goodness of you, God, I don't have it so bad after all. Therefore, I can cheer and get excited and clap my hands and make a joyful noise unto the Lord because, God, I made it when I thought I was going under. You pulled me up and you pulled me through, and now I'm standing straight up. I may have felt like a weeble. I'm going to wobble, but I'm not going to fall down. Amen? Watch what he says verse 4. He says, all the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Man, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. Right? I sing praise to you. Verse 5. Watch this now. Come and see. Get this now. Come and see what God has done. His awesome deeds for mankind. Who is mankind? It's you. Every one of you. It's you. And here's the beautiful thing about that. In Romans 2.11, God says he doesn't show favoritism. He doesn't love one and not the other. He doesn't accept the one and cast away the other. He loves you. Come and see the good things God has done. 
the good things that God has done. You see, listen, shouting or cheering is an expression of your appreciation of the good things done for you. You know what's cool? There's a gentleman just started coming to church. We're not here today, obviously, because a lot of people are gone. But this gentleman came to church Christmas Eve service this last Christmas Eve, two days ago. He came, came to service, and he said, Pastor, I have something for you. And I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. He said, I, I have something for you, and I want to give it to you. And he said, okay. So went out to my car, and his car was there. And he said, my daughter won this as a raffle ticket. And she won it, but she's not on that team. She's on the horn team. You, you figure that out. They're purple because they chirp. They, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that, right? All you Viking fans, you're purple because you choke, right? I got you. All right. I got to be careful when I say that one, right? But you know what he did? He's a pastor. He said, I, I, I have something for you. And he pulled out this Green Bay Packer jacket. Now, it's right there. Don't get green with envy. And he said, Pastor, he says, brand new. He said, my daughter won it, and neither of us wear it. He said, would you like it? I said, like it. I love it. And I wear that one, Robin, you gave me. I wear that all the time. But here's the point. Man, I was so excited and so elated by that. That, man, I, I was just, man, excited that today I had to wear it. And then... I get this little small package, about yay big, little little uh, package, about so big, little little bag, little card in there saying how much they love Cheryl and I. But you know what? The little things touched your heart. Watch this. We opened up that bag. God has a sense of humor. And you know what he did? He gave my wife her M&Ms, and he gave me my peanut M&Ms. And you know what? It just done something for me. And it made me feel so appreciated that, man, people were looking out, a Green Bay Packer jacket and peanut M&Ms. Man, you know what? I went to sleep that night. Man, I was so excited, felt so appreciated, so good that somebody looked after me and was thoughtful in the things that I liked. When things happen in your life, it's an expression of your appreciation. Thank you. But look at what happens. Look at this. Shouting or cheering helps you keep focus on the good things in your life. So now I need you to do me a favor. I'm giving everybody permission. You can take coffee in the sanctuary. You can chew gum when you want to. But now I need you, I'm giving you permission. I need you to take out a pen. Take out an ink pen or a pencil. Do that right now. Really? I need you to take out an ink pen or a pencil. Will you do that? And I need you to fill in a blank with me. I want you to fill in the blank, something very, very simple. It's going to help transfer or shift your mind or your thinking. It's going to help you when you write it down. That's why Habakkuk says, write the vision down and make it plain so you can run with it. Sometimes writing it down is a reminder of the good things that have happened in your life. A lot of times you say, well, I'm going to remember it, and whoop, it goes through one ear and out the other, or it's a thought and it's gone tomorrow. Sometimes writing it down reminds you of the good things that really have happened in your life. So I want you to do me a favor, and I want to get, get, write, you, write this down. What is the funniest thing that happened to you this year? Think about that. What is the funniest thing that happened to you this year? I know mine. Man, I have to tell you, I got up late at night. I didn't know my wife had gotten up at the same time. She was so quiet, I didn't even hear her leave. She went to the restroom. 
I walk in the restroom, and if there's anything you know, it's dark when you go to the restroom. I didn't know my wife was on the throne, and I almost went to my Whoa, and she said, what are you doing? <laughs> you figure it out from there. It went up instead of down. I had to go into my bathroom, and she said, honey, you coming to bed? I said, you scared it out of me so bad I can't come out. <laughs> she got me. But what is the funniest thing that happened to you? What is the funniest thing that happened to you? Watch this. I was able to go on vacation where? Cheryl and I, because of the board, thank you, Quinn, and all the board, they allowed us to go to Florida for our 40th year anniversary. We tried to go on a cruise, but because of COVID, you know that situation. So we ended up going to Florida. Then we ended up out there. We had seen Rhonda and Jeff Miller, unbeknown to us. Rhonda and Jeff Miller ended up being out there. And then we had Patty and Art out there, and the six of us got together. Manny, we had a great time. I won't forget that. Jeff, we had a great time. I mean, we had fun. We went down on the street. We listened to music. Just had a great time. I'll remember that vacation. When's the last time? And where? What's the memories of that vacation? Here's another one. I was blessed by someone who really didn't know me. What were you blessed with? I was blessed with this coat. Man, I, I really am grateful. Man, I, I, I'm grateful. I don't take the little things for light. Listen, if you can't celebrate the little things in your life, you've got to get this in your heart. Please hear your pastor. If you can't celebrate the little things in your life, don't you dare expect big things to happen in your life. Because all you're looking for is the bang, boom, and the loud noise. But it's the little things that eventually lead to the bigger things. Lord, I champion, I cheer this on. I thank you, God for what you're doing in my life. My kids were blessed this year with. When I wrote that, I thought of my son. Got his own practice now in Arizona. Got his own practice. My other son got promoted to a, to a new job in, in Indiana. My daughter, someone came and just did her floor, put tile in her kitchen. Celebrating things, your kids. Man, I love it. When Kelsey, when you, you little put your daughter on Facebook and see what God is doing in her life. Man, the, Haley and man, you, you guys with your, your, your daughter just turning one, it's hard to believe. But watching her grow and the things that you do and you celebrate each phase of her life, it's so exciting to watch that. You see, that's something to give thanks for or cheer about. Ashley, you are a great mama. I'll tell you, I love watching you in a picture that you put on from over here on, on Facebook. It was cool, Chase, to see that about you guys. And I commented on that. Being that family. But what is the thing? Watch this. My kids were blessed with what? And here's the last one. I love my new car, dress. Sweatshirt, Adventure Church sweatshirt. Thank you, Jessica. I love mine. How many love your sweatshirt? I love mine. Amen. You're new. You got it? You, write them, you got them all ready down? I need, at this time, I need five people to jump up here right now. Five people. Come on. You're going to be on live stream. Come on. Five people. Don't be afraid. Come on. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. Daniel, come on up here, Daniel. Come on. Come on, Daniel. Come on. All right, I'm going to get somebody else. 
Come on. I, I forgot you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Daniel. How many I got? I got, all right, I got five. Come on. All right, come on. You guys are taking too long. The camera is getting, you got to hurry up. Amen. All right. All right. Now, you guys, here's what we're going to do. Now, after, after they say what they're thankful for, whatever they say, you need to do me a favor. I need your participation. The guy that went to the Packer game yesterday, he said the place went crazy when they showed on the Jumbotron Aaron Rodgers breaking Brett Favre's record. But what you didn't see, he said, is when commercial break came, what happened was they were showing all these clips of Aaron Rodgers. Man, his very first touchdown that he threw to Greg Jennings, he said the place while they were showing on the Jumbotron was going absolutely ecstatic. And here's the thing. If you can cheer that loud for a man, can we not cheer loud for Jesus? So, and I ask them these questions, and they tell us what they're thankful for. I need you to cheer. Are you ready? All right, I got to look at you. All right. This guy here. What? Okay. My kids were blessed this year with what? Our cat Sassafras and my title card. Your did you say, did you say cat? Did you see that? Right off the bat. He's getting up. That's what they like, the cat. The cat? Yeah, well, I didn't get it. The wife got it for them. Okay, a cat. <laughs> My enemy. Yes. And a towel cover? A towel cover. For yeah. your truck. Oh, yeah. Come on, give it up for the towel cover. <laughs> Amen. All right, Jamie. What is the funniest thing that ever happened to you? I don't know. Um, I just am on the spot right now. I'm, I'm just happy all the time. Right? You guys are pretty weak. All right, girl. I was able to go on vacation. Where? I cannot go on a vacation. Don't have the money for it. Well, Lord bless her. Amen. <laughs> Leaving on a jet plane. Right? All right. What is the, let's say this. I love my new vehicle. All right. Daniel, brother, you better get this one right. I love my new wife. Look at that. Can I ask, why do you love her? <laughs> That's an easy question. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. You tell me. Well, <clears throat> she's just been a blessing in my life and uh, uh, helped me to become the God, the godly man I am today, and I'm blessed for that. Is that cool? All right. This is a guy, he never knows a stranger. All right. I'm going to give you a good one. Let's see. All right. I was blessed by someone who really didn't know me. What were you blessed with? Uh, well... I, I I was blessed this summer when we went out to uh, to Boston, and and we we were watching these people. We we weren't part of the group, but uh, th this guy was given tourism of the, of this one historical monument. And I heard these other guys with the speaker, and and I thought, what in the world? 
and they crossed the street. So I went over to meet him because I didn't want him to be disruptive. You know, I thought maybe, maybe there was somebody that didn't like America and they were shouting about this. And so I went over there and I found out they're street preachers. <laughs> so, so, so I, so I got to, I got to be, I got to be part of the team. The first time I ever did street preaching. There we go. Now, listen. These are five maybe silly things to you, but in their real life, as he said, that was important to him. And sometimes in life, these guys could have just forfeited or just walked on by this little small things in life. But those are markers in your life or landmarks in your life to encourage you to keep on moving. Even though they were small, and even though Jamie, he is true, this guy just loves to laugh, period. I mean, he just smiles. And this young man, I, I love him to pieces. I can't wait to get to know him more. But even though he's talking about a cat, my enemy, I still love him. He don't like cats neither. What's up for that, Mom? But you see what I'm saying? Listen, you can go ahead and be seated. The thing is what I'm saying is with these five things were simple things. And you may think they're silly, but that's what cheering is. Cheering is cheering on. Look at, look at this. I just got to say something. I told you, I love this guy. I, I just got to say something because when you were talking about the bees, God, God's given me a thankful heart. And, and when he was talking about the bees, I was so excited because, because the alternative is all of us out there pollinating the crops. I'm serious. There, there's countries where that's what they got to do because they don't have enough bees. That is work. That is a ton of work. And I am so thankful for those little bees, and I praise God that we still have them. There you go. There you go. How true. But time's got away. Now, listen, have your notes. If you train your mind and your heart to rejoice or cheer, you will see and have more to cheer about than you think. You see, those five little different things are something to cheer about. Even though they seem insignificant, but that's a landmark. That's a point on the rector scale that moved your emotions. Cheer. You see, listen, I love this. Cheering is celebrating the victories in your life. God, thank you for the victories in my life. Yeah, God, I'm going to count my blessings, and I'm going to name them one by one. Man, I, I watch Facebook, like I said. That's the only way sometimes to communicate with people. And I love watching your victories. There's a young lady here today that she's from, she goes to Liberty College, right back over here. Wave your hand, will you, honey? She goes to Liberty College. And I'll tell you, I'm so proud of her. She's going to go for counseling, and I'm so proud of her. I was able to speak to her a little bit today after before service. And we need more like that. And I thought, man, you're going to transform and change people's lives. That's something to cheer about. Watch this. This is a big one. Now, you got to get this. you got to get this in your spirit. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another, Dan. Watch this. Cheering is encouraging others in their life journey. Man, there's nothing better than cheering someone on. Someone on and saying, you can make it. You can do it. I look at a couple here today. They didn't know I'm going to talk about it, but I am. 
Denise and Walt, they probably don't remember this, but I remember it so clear. The first time I've ever met those two was in the gym. And it wasn't in Siren High School. It was an away game. It was that unity. Do you remember that? And they were cheering their son on. And I'll never forget, I know their sons. Colton goes to church here. And, and I know Colton and I know Chase. Chase and I coached for a brief time at Siren. But you know what intrigued me? Andy, you know what intrigued me? I wasn't even really watching the game. You know who I was watching? Denise and Walt. And if you know anything about them, they're kind of quiet. But I mean to tell you, when their son made a basket, they came unglued. Yeah! Where'd you come from? And I was watching them more than I was watching the game. You know why? Because they were blowing wind into their son's sail. And what God wants us to be as a church is a church that encourages and cheers one another on. Because listen, please hear your pastor, and I know I'm taking time. Listen, the world doesn't play fair. Man, how many of you ever get criticized at your job and you get put down and you get mocked at or you get gossiped about, you get talked about, you get this, you get that. All these things that happen outside the world. Church should be a safe place. Not criticizing, judging, or putting down or condemning, but cheering. You can do it! Champion with one another, blowing wind in other people's sails. The more wind you blow into the sail, the faster they're going to go. Husbands and wife, you need to champion each other, cheer each other on. You need to cheer your kids on like Denise and Walt did with Colton. We need to cheer each other on, encourage each other, champion with them. You can do it. And what I love our church to be is that when people walk into these doors, that we're championing with them. Jeff, you can do it. We're cheering them on. Why do they have cheerleaders? I love watching Alabama, not because they're a team that's a team of perfection, but if you look at their stands, they got some outrageous, crazy kids, and they're cheering from the top of their lungs, blowing wind, Bill, into the sails of the players. Every one of you are a player. You're in this game. This game is called the game of life. And the only way that we can survive in this game of life is that we connect with one another. Now, Jamie, I'm going to champion you. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to blow wind in your sails. That's why it says, pity the man who doesn't have a friend to pick him up when he falls. You should be that friend. You should be that one that's going to champion. You should be that one that's going to blow wind in a sail and cheer him on, saying you can make it. For the sake of time, i got to go. I'm not going to end with, sir. We are at the end of this year. Now get this now. We are at the end of this year. You made it. Come on, you made it. Something to cheer about. Come on. You made it. 
My sister called me yesterday. She called me yesterday. She said, CJ, she said, I have three friends. One's a one of a relative on her husband's side. So three of them are in the hospital right now. They're on respirators, and one is in very, very critical condition. CJ, will you pray for these individuals? Aren't you glad that today you made it? You made it. But here's the difference. You made it. Go into next year with a smile on your face and a heart of expectation. Get this. We all love New Year. That means that everything is new starting January 1. But it will only be new. Get this, Jordan. You're a young man that's got a great future ahead of you. You're just lost right now, and I've been praying for you. So I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just telling you, I have been praying for you. And God is going to put you on the right path, my brother. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. And I see that coming over you, but don't let that discouragement bring you down. God has a place for you and a plan for you, and you're going to find it. Now watch this. Andy, this is for you. For you. You can never walk into your new if you're always carrying your old. New means forgetting the past and moving into the new. But if you carry into your new, your garbage, your resentment, your anger, your jealousy, your bitterness, whatever it may be, the moment you walk into the threshold of your new, you can contaminate, you contaminate your new. The Bible says a little bit of yeast works through a whole batch of dough. And so the moment you carry into that new, and you're carrying out the garbage, you just contaminated your new. You need to let go and make a choice that I'm letting go of all this garbage. And I'm going to walk into my new without blemish, without contaminating it. Let your new become new. And let your past be your past. Somebody say amen. You have to make a choice. And I don't have time to move on, but David did. He did that in Psalms 150. And jump right there as we close. I don't have time to finish the rest of this story. But in Psalms 1 to Psalms 150, as we close, the bookends of Psalms, the largest chapter or the largest book in the Bible, David starts out by being planted by streams of living water. In Psalms 148, 149, and 150, David chooses to cheer. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Look, watch this. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Oh, praise him with the temper, uh, how you say, the temper and the dancing. Praise him with the strings and the pipes. Notice how it's intensifying. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Uh, Let everything 
I ain't going to let no rock cry out of my place. Let everything that has breath. Are you on a ventilator today? Are you here today? You have something to cheer about. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And you notice what he says? He doesn't just say it once. He says it again. Praise the Lord. I think it's about time, church. We praise the Lord. God, I'm going to praise you. Listen, will you stand with me today? Like I said, you can read the rest of your notes, but as you're standing, watch this. Be your own instrument. Be your own instrument. Praise Him. Give cheers to Him and thank Him. Don't wait for someone to come along and be the band. You praise Him. You praise Him. You say, oh, Pastor, I don't have to play an instrument. Yes, you do. Clap your hands, all you people shouting to God. Voice of triumph. Your hands are a form of an instrument, and I'm going to praise you. Praise Him. Be your own instrument. When you praise Him, you become a victor instead of the victim. Stop walking in the victim attitude. You are a victor in Christ Jesus. I can, I will, I shall do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're not a victim. You're a victor in Christ Jesus. That's why he said, you, Maureen, are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus our Lord. That doesn't sound like a victim to me. It sounds like a victor. You have the victory. When you praise Him, you begin to change your mind, your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude, how high you're going to fly in life, and even your situations. Now watch this as we close. We are at the end of this year. You made it. Go into next year with a smile on your face and a heart of expectancy. Thank you for listening to today's message. If this message has encouraged you in any way, please consider giving to Adventure Church to help continue this ministry. Giving is safe and easy through our website at www.adventurechurchsiren.com. Thank you for your generous support.